0: This is Glistening Particles and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you. And that's what we do here. I never know how it's gonna go. I never know what they're gonna say, but it's always a good story. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to thank you for listening. I'd love to start connecting with you, my listeners. If you'd like to share your thoughts about this episode or any of the episodes, watch for posts for each of them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I can imagine the energy of connecting over these inspiring people's stories. I mean, maybe, just maybe, you have the same passion, or maybe you've been wanting to talk to someone with this thing going on. Yes, we need to talk. Come find me. hey glisteners this week i bring you hannah she is an incredibly committed yoga practicer and practitioner what's the word for that you know what i mean she also teaches acro yoga with her partner pablo and has a ginormous instagram following not only because of their beautiful pictures and all of their travels and her beautiful pictures and all of her travels but because of the way she shares authentically and you'll see it firsthand here and i hope she inspires you as much as she's inspired so many of her followers. Here's Hannah. Hi Hannah, thanks for coming and joining me on glistening particles. Hi Jane. So um I w- I wasn't sure where exactly you are. Are you in Are you in Austin or Venice? Like you're all over the we world. We're in Austin. <laughs> so um
1: Kind of sometimes. Um, yeah, but we live, uh, currently in Austin, Texas.
0: Okay. let will tell people what you do. So you, you, you do, well, I'll let you tell what you do.
1: Um, so I do a little bit of yoga and by a little bit, I probably mean a lot by most people's <laughs> standards. Um, right. and we, uh, travel and teach, uh, Afro yoga together. Um, yeah, Okay. Yeah, that's about it. And that's we do what, a lot of other things, but we'll stick <laughs> with that. <laughs> and, and you have a pretty uh, large
0: uh, following on social media, which is where I found you it was on Instagram. But I think that what you do is so amazing in your photos and the stories that you share, and really how much you open up your life to the world through social media, is the example of what I think everybody should be willing to do. So in Austin, you and Pablo do, and you do acro yoga. I was wondering. Just to begin with, I was amazed when I read about how you started doing yoga probably in your teens. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. How did you even find that? And maybe it's because you're in a, like a younger generation than me, but like when I was in a a teenager or even in college or even after that, yoga was only something these people did who were, I didn't even know how they did it. You know, like how did you, like for you, it seemed like something that was just destined
1: yeah I think it was harder to find probably it was less and less. um I mean, there was a big boom, I think in nineteen ninety four with yoga works and Sean Corn and all that, but that was mostly in California and then a lot of studios started popping up like power Studios. but this was um two thousand four two thousand five. Mm-hmm. so there was a little tiny um bikram yoga studio that opened in my hometown and um yeah, I just started started doing yoga there so. That was great. I didn't keep up with it. Um, I got really into it and I saw a glimpse of something that would um, eventually, (laughs) you know, be my path in life. But Mm -hmm. at whatever I was, 16, 17, I was not ready to, uh, you know, go any deeper.
0: (laughs) You know, when I look at the things you've written about your travels and your life, it's almost like you've lived four lifetimes already. You know what I mean? I kind you kind of feel like so that. <laughs> much into uh, and you're what twenty six or twenty eight something like that.
1: Uh, t- I'm thirty now. Oh,
0: 30. 30. Okay. All right. Yeah. So thir- but still, but still, <laughs> thirty is young, and um, th- the amount of things that you've done in that
1: time, like how how does a per- like is that just always who you've been? Um, my parents would say yes. Okay. Um, I was just always kind of a a a, a good a runner, a runner. Okay. <laughs> you know, they would call me a runner. Just always wanted to do more and 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 find out more and be in search of more. so so, yeah, I think so
0: so it it's interesting that you say that, so I'm just kind of picking up the breadcrumbs, like I said. I just listened to this podcast le- yesterday that talked about um tunnel vision. And how yeah. our brain rewires when we get so focused on something. And they specifically used examples of people who have poverty or um, famine or loneliness. But they also talked about people who are really driven. Um, mm-hmm. Did you find a time, so how like when we get really driven, uh, people can get so, their brain rewires to tunnel vision. Or it's almost like we cut out all other things in order to get to get to that thing that we're driven. Towards. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I feel like I'm kind of landed in that that one really hit home with me right now. And mm-hmm. so I was wondering if in your when you were a runner, if there was a time when you got that way, and you had to sort of find your way back. Like, do you ever felt like, oh, feel like yeah, that's been part of what you've done?
1: I've heard that expression a million times. And okay. again, from my parents, um, my mom is a lot like that, too. We just mm-hmm. kind of find something. And, and, and it's not like something I was, it's like, I am, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like a, it's like a everyday, we have to continue to remind ourselves to expand the vision because otherwise I will just be, you know, going down one path. And that's where Pablo comes in a lot and says, Hey, you know, (laughs) come out of that tunnel. I love
0: that. I mean, and what we see on Instagram, which is all like incredibly beautiful and real, is just that you do take the time. I mean, part of it is your work. Yoga in itself gives you some of that like uh, reprieve in a way. Mm, Absolutely. Um, But also, it looks like you guys do take time to just enjoy the moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like that's something yeah, that came probably. with him or or bef- or were you that way before
1: as well? Um it's gotten definitely better since he's been in the picture. My dad kind of does that for my mom. And I mm-hmm. definitely see um, qualities that remind Pablo reminded me of my dad when we first met and still still does in mm-hmm. that kind of grounding sense where I would very easily kind of float off into the world and, you know, into that tunnel again, <laughs> if he weren't around right. to bring me back. So it's definitely gotten better. And and with yoga too. yoga has always been something that that brings me back. So, acro yoga is a pretty big thing these days. Mm. Yeah. It's definitely getting bigger.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing when I look at it. So, I'm more of a, uh, I'm not a petite framed woman. Okay. So, I'm always like, I wish I could do that, but I can't imagine myself ever doing any of that without breaking somebody in half. And so, um, are there people like of all sizes that come to these, or is it really something that you have to be? um, you know, super fit and petite Mm. to do. Give me some more about that. Like what do you see at your classes?
1: So a lot of people, um, think that, um, so in the acro community, um, there's two roles, right? There's the base and the flyer and, um, you know, hopefully a spotter. So, and there's a big difference between acro yoga and acrobatics. Um, so a lot of the stuff that Pablo do when we're standing up and we're doing kind of, um, you know, uh, when I'm doing a handstand on his hands, um, is acrobatics. Mm-hmm. It's stuff that, um, is if you've never had any, um, kind of movement background, if you didn't come from gymnastics or cheerleading, or you don't have, um, you know, a daily yoga practice, you don't, you don't work really hard and you just want to come into an adult. It's going to be hard to mm-hmm. say, I want to start doing in locates or standing hand to hands, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you can't start low and train that stuff for years, and then eventually think about doing standing acrobatics. But okay. um, acro yoga is on the ground. and okay. And anybody can do that, whether it be a base flyer role. And I know a lot of women, I could be, I'm not the smallest flyer. (laughs) So I know that's hard, a a tough pill to swallow. But Mm in the in the acro community, there's a lot of small women that come on and say, Oh, I'm going to be a great flyer, you know, because I'm small. Uh And that's true. But Mostly if you have experience, um, because anything that you come into, you're you're not just going to be good at it just because you're a certain size.
0: Right. Um, okay. You're going
1: to be good at it when you have experience. So someone that's bigger could be better than someone that's smaller because mm-hmm. they have experience. Gotcha. I know lots of girls that are bigger than me that mm-hmm. fly and base, and they're great because they can do both roles and feel both parts.
0: I think from an outside observer, it always seems like the the bottom, the base part is easier. Is that a true perception? Is that true, or is that just a misconception? <laughs>
1: Not it. That's a misconception, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so it, it depends on the partner. Um, It depends on what you're doing because it's Mm -hmm. all really different stuff too. So I come at acro yoga from a very yogic perspective. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking of what can I take from my personal practice on the ground and do on Pablo's hands and feet. Mm -hmm. So that's not necessarily the perspective that all people would come in with. If you have a really strong base, the base is going to want to be the more dominant role Mm -hmm. and therefore maybe doing more things like whips and pops with their flyer. Mm -hmm. Um... And I'm thinking more about doing, you know, lots of handstands and and Lotus presses and those kinds of things. So the things you see Pablo and I doing might be a little bit more um, flyer dominant than Mm -hmm. some other couples that practice together. And because that's just me being the control freak. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. It's just me saying, "Come on, babe, here, just hold your hands up. Let me right. do this." You know,
0: right? He makes it look so easy. I'm sure it takes a lot of strength and concentration to do what he's, he's doing. He's so
1: strong. He's right. so strong. He makes
0: it look easy. Like he's just kicking back, foot up, arms in the air. You he, know? he makes it look <laughs> easy. Absolutely. <laughs> so before before you met him, were you doing acro yoga, like couples acro yoga, or was that something new that you guys did? Developed together.
1: Um, I wasn't doing it as a couple because I wasn't with anyone. But yeah, I started doing it when I was living down in Medellin, Colombia, at the end of 2014, um, mm-hmm. with a good friend of mine um, who's a instructor in Central and South America. Okay, so you were lear- yeah. learning that that way that style of yoga. Yeah. So he saw me doing um, my yoga practice in a gym that we were both going to um, in Poblado. And uh, he said, let's do hand to hand. And I said, what is hand to hand? And when I first did it, (laughs) I said, Oh, no, I don't I don't like this. I like the ground doing it by myself. I don't I don't want to do this, but it was probably my resistance Uh to working with another human because I think in yoga, we can, you know, walk into a studio, be on our mat, not talk to our neighbors, do our practice and leave and never speak a word to anyone. Mm -hmm. And this was a much different situation. I had to really get out there and work with people I didn't know and touch people I've never met before. And, um, that really throws you out of your comfort zone. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting.
0: When you and Pablo met then, did you? is that when you started like really looking at it differently or was it before that?
1: Um, it was before that. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, my friend Justin and I that I knew from Columbia went to um, an immersion together that he was leading okay. um, in South Florida. And after that, I fell in love with it. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to move back to the United States and I'm going to travel around and find all the acro communities I can and practice with everybody that knows how to how to do this. And I'm going to learn all I can. <laughs> so what do And you, that's when I met Pablo. Okay.
0: So what do you think is like the, aside from that, what do you think is the greatest thing that where you've grown with this practice?
1: Um, I've, I've, I've learned how to be a partner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. My yoga practice helped me, um, find myself and my wow. acro practice helped me learn how to be with someone. Uh, you know, um,
0: and i include myself in this uh, your community of followers and and me i think one of the things that really caught my attention is just seeing the beauty of the connection and love between the two of you and i know this interview <laughs> is about you but i want to oh, i yeah, want totally. i want to bring forward this question because i think everybody would lo- i think everybody would love to have that kind of connection with their partner but not mm-hmm. every partner Either is capable or wants to do acro yoga. Okay, so yeah, one of the questions I got from uh, one of my listeners specifically for this interview was: Do you have any suggestions on how people can connect better as partners if one of the partners isn't really interested in doing acro yoga? Um, what other ways um, can you suggest for par- people to really connect on the level that you guys? Yeah.
1: Do? Um, I mean, I think uh, as we've kind of done before, we've done some um, like couples meditation videos that people have been really interested in lately. And um, that can be, I think, a good segue into, okay, well, let's just start by sitting together and breathing together together. And, um, you know, maybe holding hands while we do it, maybe eye gazing, you know, let's just start with doing some kind of a little bit more intimate practices that don't necessarily involve the physical side because mm-hmm. acro yoga can be really intimidating for men. We have a lot of couples that come to see us because I think they're like the idea of coming to a couple as a couple and um it's intimidating the guys see these videos on instagram and they say whoa you know i can't i can't do what pablo can do mm-hmm. but when pablo's there and helps you know guide them i think it gets a lot more comfortable mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and there's yeah. probably entry levels right i mean it's not like mm. a couple would come in and and you you know you'd be doing stand, handstands off their hands immediately yeah. there's probably lots of different like levels of acro support
1: right so many levels. Mm-hmm. And it takes a long time, just like everything else. Right. We all kind of want that instant gratification of do the cool thing now. But, right. um, you know, the pleasure is found in the journey. So um, just taking the time and and starting with really simple stuff. I tell everyone that comes to see us, Pablo and I, Pablo had been practicing for about three months before he met me, but mm-hmm. we were at different skill levels. And so we built up from working the basics to mm-hmm. where we are now. We We started from the ground up. I think that's the
0: thing people often do when we see somebody who's doing something we'd really admire. We think, oh, they just started right there. They just have it. It came, it, it came with them, Right, right. And there's right. a long history of how you get to those things and probably not even just the acro yoga experience you both had, but all the practices you did prior to that, that built up to
1: absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like in any practice, um, yeah, it, it just takes a long time and it takes consistency. So if you think, Oh, now that I have this skill, it's fine. I don't have to practice that for a month. And then you try to do it again in next month. It's not going to happen. You got to keep doing it every day. If you want to hold on to that, that skill and that training,
0: <laughs> how many
1: hours a day do you practice Um, yoga or Mm -hmm.
0: acro, (laughs) uh, well, both separately, yoga and acro. Uh, Uh,
1: it really depends on uh, the week and the Mm -hmm. day. So I'm Mm -hmm. really intuitive when it comes to pretty much all things in this life. I don't Mm -hmm. feel the need to force myself to do things or, Mm -hmm. and I'm not attached necessarily to physical asana or acro skills. Of course, we all love to do cool things, but Mm -hmm. if my body's not feeling up to it, then, we can't do it. And Mm -hmm. acro, especially where we're at in our practice is, is hard on your body. So, um, you know, uh, it, it just really depends on what skills we're working, how hard we work them, how many, how many days we work them that week. And Mm -hmm. then I'll feel it out because at first I have to do my practice. I can't, Uh I can't do acro without doing my practice first. So that, that can go anywhere from half an hour to two hours, I mean, sometimes it'll go to four, but it's, it's more rare, especially if we Mm -hmm. plan to practice acro that day. If I'm by myself, I can do four hours of, and I have the time Uh I can do four hours, but it doesn't always happen that way. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot because it, it was something that I said, okay, I have enough time and space in my life to um, include this other passion of mine because it's hard when you mm-hmm. have more than one passion. It <laughs> How is. much time do you have? You Isn't know? that the thing? <laughs> uh,
0: I'm I'm a very barely yoga practicer. So I've gone to some yoga classes. Uh-huh. I've done some online yoga things, but I have lots cool. of room for growth. Um, uh-huh. but one we of all th- do. Yeah. <laughs> one of but, the things, well one of the things that, that keeps drawing me back to it, to yoga is just there's this sense of calm that it seems like everyone who I know who does yoga on a regular basis carries with them. And I want that. But um I also thought that every time I would go to a yoga class I would feel like all la-la and good by the end of the class, and sometimes I get really frustrated in the class because I'm struggling with holding a position or whatever it is. Um, At your level, do you still find those moments (laughs) or you're oh, frustrated. My gosh.
1: <laughs> I, they, even more prevalent. Um, I think it's just about learning how to manage them. It, uh-huh. uh, they're still there. If, mm-hmm. if not, you're harder on yourself because you say I should be better. I should mm-hmm. I've been practicing this long. I should have this. I did this yesterday. Uh-huh. You know, those kinds of things. But It's just about, it's just more about understanding and saying, okay, I know these, I know these thought bubbles Uh and just pop them one at a time as they come (laughs) and shoot them down. (laughs) You're not going to get me this time.
0: (laughs) Popping the thought bubbles. That's a good one. So when you guys are doing then acro yoga or couples yoga, how do you manage that, those moments for either of you in, in that scenario where it's one thing for ourselves to get to that point of why isn't this working or what, you know, what's, what's going on here? Um, How do you manage that as a couple then if one or the other Um, or both has it?
1: So uh, Pablo knows, I'll always say, you know, if I, I'm having a strong day and that Mm -hmm. means that like, you know, every once a month I'll have a really strong day where um, I can, Uh, we can have a lot of success together, because I'm feeling exceptionally, you know, I'm feeling that one superwoman day. Um, But it's so it's so much about, well, you know, where are you today? And where am I today? And where can we meet in the middle? And, um, you know, we trained just two days ago, and our morning training was amazing. We were just you know, nailing all of our favorite skills and doing great. And then we went to practice in the evening and I usually go to bed about 8 PM every night. <laughs> so, um, it was already late for me and we had done a lot that day. We went climbing and we did acro and I had already done myself practice. So it was a long day. And then we went to try the same skills and we were just blowing them all, you know? Oh. So it's hard to not feel disappointed in yourself when, you know, when those things happen. But at the same time, it's just again about, you know, understanding that every day is different and saying, oh, okay, I recognize these, I know where these trains of thoughts are going. Right. And, and Pablo said, Oh, I'm not having a strong day. And I said, it's okay. You know, we just, we'll just do it again tomorrow.
0: Well, and it sounds like you had a pretty strong day because you did a lot of other things already. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. that's, yeah, that's the tunnel vision kicking in, right? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Like we can do it all. Um, so I, I know personally you inspire me just because it's more than, um, the acro yoga. It's really the essence with which you live your life, which is to, you know, stay in the plane of kindness and love. You know what I mean? To, to Thank live, you. to live there and then not even let the other things touch that, basically. And I, yeah. I, I really admire that. And that's definitely part of the, um, path I'm on personally, even though I'm doing it maybe not through yoga or whatever, but that's really where I choose to be. And when I find myself getting pulled into those other planes, I'm like, nope, that's not where I'm going to hang out today. Back up to here. This is where I live. Um, So and you inspire so many people like, are there any stories you'd be open to sharing about people who have reached out to you about how you've changed their lives? Because I know I see it in the stories and the comments and all of that. But are there any that have really stuck with you that make you go, "Yeah, this is why I need to stay in this place"?
1: Oh yeah. Um, I mean, oh my gosh, there would be so many. Um, I mean, I've shared some actually just in my stories, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, they 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 definitely range in severity. But I've had, I mean, people tell me that you know they've been on the edge and that, you know, something that I've posted or said has, has changed their mind and there's nothing, Uh, I mean, there's nothing that can compare to that. You know, I don't know if, you know, I, I always like to take everything with a grain of salt. I don't know if people are just being, you know, really nice or if it's really, if that's really the case, I can't take all the credit because I feel like that's them more than it's me. Um, so, uh, but, I mean, obviously, you, you can't – I mean, just hearing that, you know, you oh, can't yeah. really I, – I, I just can't really get caught up in it because I just feel like, wow, you know, that's, that's definitely why I will keep going and, um, and also know that it's not about me. It's about them and, right. and that's amazing that I was just happened to be here in their path.
0: Right. And that's it. Like if you're just doing the things that you're super inspired to do and that keep you lit and keep your light flowing, the, the, um, the impact of that is really unknown. And you're, you know, w- once in a while you'll hear those messages back from people, but you think about it, right? Like just the phrase that you might, the, just the post you might do or are like in, in out in the world, a moment of kindness or a phrase we might say to a stranger could be that one thing that keeps them exactly. going. We just can't know Absolutely. those all. All of those. Those all all of those. Yeah. <laughs> Get my I do that words all the time. straight here. <laughs> we can't know. But but I um I commend you, you know, to continue that, that you continue doing the work. Because it is a lot of work to keep up with all that social media. It is a lot and it there's like there's good and bad of it that comes with it. But the fact that you keep putting out the light is what we need today. You know, um, the other thing I noticed about you is for 30, you sound incredibly wise that people always told you you're an old soul.
1: Um, they have yeah. <laughs> actually, um, I think that's just the way I was raised. Um, okay. I feel like I get too much credit and I'd rather spotlight be on my parents because, uh-huh. um, it was really just the way I was raised. <laughs> it, it was, it was all them. I think they should get more credit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you
0: think so? I mean, I think sometimes it's how people just come in. I mean, mean,
1: they wouldn't say so. They would say, no, you were always you and we were just here fostering your growth. But um, that's not everyone's situation. Not everyone even is is lucky enough to have their growth fostered. Um, So uh just that very like hands-off approach to learning my mom will always say that um she just let us lead she uh-huh. followed our lead instead mm-hmm. of um you know what is often done is kind of pushed into certain paths right and they were i was never pushed into a certain path my mom said oh you like doing that okay let's do more of that oh uh-huh. you like doing that okay let's do some more of that
0: <laughs> yeah your parents like that too it was nice awesome was nice, yeah yeah um yeah. do you feel like there is some place that this is all leading you like do you ever have that feeling like this is taking you some specific place or it's just really like you're in it now
1: Um yeah I think it's harder for me sometimes to be a little bit more in the present with everything Pablo and I are both very um much the same in that we live we live very much in the present but mm-hmm. I can easily get caught up in um the the future uh, of things and especially more with, I feel like, um, maybe a little bit of the pressure of, um, being on social media and seeing, um, you know, a lot of people doing more and, Mm -hmm. and thinking, oh, you know, maybe we need to do more. And then I think, Mm -hmm. well, do we have enough? And, and, and I say, yeah, of course we have enough. So why do you want more? And I try to investigate those feelings in myself, which Mm -hmm. has been something I've been doing more and more of lately, just saying, well, if you have enough, why do you want more? Hmm.
0: That's you know, there was a, a period, a, a generation where you're, where that was a really, really unusual thing to think. And I yeah, yeah, I, I think you're part of this next generation that's asking that question. And I love that that's happening.
1: Yeah, enjoy our lives more. I always like to. Um, look up the five things that people on their deathbeds um, say that they would have done less or more of. And one of them is always they would have taken things, a little more lighthearted and Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have worked so hard. You know, no one ever says, I wish I had worked more. I wish I had made more money. Nobody ever says that ever, (laughs) ever, (laughs) ever. I don't know. (laughs) know, So, and, and I think there's some serious, just, you can feel, um, the freedom in simplicity, I think, you Mm -hmm. know, even just with things getting more complicated and, um, things, you know, the more things you get, the more weight you feel. I know that we've had companies offer us, you know, we just had a company, reach out to us about a whole bedroom set do you guys Mm -hmm. want a whole bedroom set and we said well no I mean it's great it's beautiful furniture but we don't like furniture Mm -hmm. we don't need furniture we wow. don't. We don't want to have anything else in our house. We want a backpack. We have too much already. Right? <laughs> we want to be able to fit everything we own in a backpack.
0: <laughs> that must be a really confusing um, perspective to marketing. <laughs> to marketing agents, right? They're probably like, "What? You don't want the free stuff? What's up with that?"
1: Yeah, probably. That might have been the first no they'd ever gotten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although I commend you for that as well, because I think, and I, but I also agree with you that things are weight. They're just weight. Exactly. I know. Yeah.
1: And you think, oh, now I've got to protect these things because they're right. nice things.
0: I know. And I kind of came up, I grew up in the era where things and all of that were what you collected. And I've been in the I've been in the like giving it away process for about five years. And I yeah. still every few like months go back through again and go, okay, wait a second. There's like 40 more things that it can go. Just get get them out. And people come to the house and they're yeah. like, um, are you getting ready to move or something? I'm <laughs> like, oh, no, nope, nice. I just want space. I just want space. You yeah. Know? And it feels Absolutely. so good. It's so freeing because everything takes Absolutely. taken care
1: of. It does. You're right. Like, Yeah. This and, and the space is true. <laughs> yeah. Right. We always needed in our apartment, our first apartment, we lived together. We never bought, Um, I remember Pablo saying to me, can we just have a few pillows on the ground as our couch? And I said, well, yeah, that sounds great. You know, we never had a – we had a, a rollout futon mattress but not mm-hmm. the futon and we had pillows in our nook corner and that was our furniture because we wanted all the space to do yoga and acro yoga, so we <laughs> couldn't get any furniture because it was only a tiny apartment. Right. And that's kind of been just our philosophy on everything since, you know. That's good that you learned that because it's hard
0: to do yeah. that in the, in this world. So you've traveled all over the world and li- not just traveled but really lived in a lot of different countries. Is that right? Yeah. But yeah. Name a name a few of them just for the listeners to kind of get a visual.
1: Okay. Um so I lived in France, Spain, um South Africa, Fiji, Brazil, Colombia. Um, Australia.
0: Okay, that literally is all over the world.
1: That literally <laughs> is
0: all over the world. I think you've hit every continent there almost.
1: Almost. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. Except, at, is it
0: Antarctica or whatever? But still. yeah, I've
1: never been to Antarctica. Yeah. It sounds cold. I know. <laughs> I was a little bit more skittish around those cold places. Yes, I totally get that. I was chasing summer, so <laughs> I never looked at I never looked at those places. I am totally with you
0: on that one. What, what do you think you really gleaned from experiencing so many different cultures? I mean, other than just the obvious of oh, you've experienced so many different cultures.
1: Um, I'm sure there was lots, um, uh, I mean, I would say that most of my, I mean, the development of my yoga practice came from me, um, you know, in huts in Samoa, just saying, well, I have no equipment, I don't have surfboards, or, you know, um, I just don't have any equipment to do a lot of things. So what can I do? And and thinking of, well, I can do stuff with my body. So being very, uh, it was very easy to bring with me. Mm-hmm. And I was also giving myself the time that most of us don't have. So I would work, you know, 80, 90 hour weeks in the summers and then I would leave and I would, um, you know, try and travel for a while. And then when I got, you know, really slim on cash, go try to get a job somewhere mm-hmm. and then work for peas and carrots for a little while while I <laughs> <laughs> trained the rest of my savings for, I bought a ticket back and, and uh-huh. worked again. But, um, just having that time. I mean, I think for any creative is something that we just don't give ourselves. You know, it's hard to think, Oh no, I've worked so hard to save this $15,000. Like I can't think about going and just spending it all now, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was a sacrifice that I was, I was making so that eventually I could, um, you know build something and and most of it was just building my the interior of myself <laughs> Yeah, it um, sounds like
0: a really in, I mean a, a really amazing quest because it wasn't like you were trying to build something outside of yourself or say you know get a certain amount of money or build a company or build a thing it was really building from the inside out
1: yeah it was um
0: Yeah, I recognized after I moved to
1: Los Angeles that um, life can get very um, just uh, redundant in one spot Mm -hmm. and um, redundancy, at least for me, especially in my early 20s, can just be – can spawn boredism, boredom. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, yeah, and from that, I just said, you know, that's not really a healthy place to be. So I Mm -hmm. need to go and find – I need to go and find more. (laughs) Do you feel like in
0: any way, like, are there any regrets that you have about the path you've taken?
1: I mean, no, um, it's, it's like most people say these days, if you, if you have regrets, it means you're not happy with necessarily where you are. And of Mm -hmm. course I couldn't be happier with where I am. So how could I look back and say, I regret something. Um, we all make mistakes and, Mm -hmm. and I think I've been pretty honest about the, the many mistakes I've made in my process. So, um, you know, there's definitely things I wish I had done better or people I wish I had done better for. And um, there's nothing we can do about that um, mm-hmm. because it is in the past, except know that next time when you're presented with that opportunity, you'll do better. Right,
0: right. And I kind of meant it from the perspective of, so I have a 23-year-old son and a 16-year-old son. Oh,
1: nice. And
0: they, um, cool. yeah, and my 23-year-old, um, he, he didn't go the college path, which I, I don't, I'm not a, the kind of parent that says you have to go to college. I think that right. I think that there are you can be incredibly successful in life in many many ways. And if college Absolutely. calls the calls the person, then yeah, go to college. Totally. But if it doesn't, then don't force it. It's kind of that thing like your mom. Don't force the thing. Yeah. Do what you're excited about. Um, but he's you know like they, he says things like I I haven't figured out what I want to do yet. I'm like. I think you should just keep questing around the world until you're 30 and then figure it out. Like there, like, But there's a totally. societal pressure of, like, you have to, you know, start building that accumulation Absolutely. by a certain age. And um, I think more and more and, – and it's like there's this – I don't know if there's the in-between. You know what? That's what I wonder. Like, can you be in between so you're not, like, you know, corporate ladder, blah, 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 and you're not um, – uh, living a nomadic life in a van, which is awesome as well. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, like, that's cool, right. too. Like, that's what people want. But I think people, especially kids in his generation, they they don't see a lot of the in-between yet. And I kind of look at you guys as that example of that. Because you you have a place to live. You have a house. You um, have a dog. You know, and you have a home base, I guess. And you go around yeah. the world and travel. And you follow your own uh, light. You know, and you yeah. stand, so I, I feel like you've given such a great example of this sort of a little bit in between. You can have right. the stability, yet still pursue your quest.
1: There was definitely at least <laughs> I could say about probably ten years of instability <laughs> before the stability. Okay. Came. So, like you say, um, yeah, because um, I mean, when Pablo and I met, we were doing that. We were traveling and living in the van, and we had no money. And we mm-hmm. were, you know, going to we were spending only only money on food and cooking on top of a mountain in the snow. Um, you know, all of our meals and that kind of stuff. So. It it I, I I don't know exactly what in between um I think there's many in betweens basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. The in between that that we had um was probably that point of instability where, you know, you kind of are like, Okay, well you know, we're not sure where our next meal is gonna come from, but we are really happy. And um some of the things that I've noted lately are just that um, you know, some of my happiest times would have been when I have the least amount of numbers in my bank account.
0: So totally. I totally get um, that. or the least amount yeah. of things to take care of.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And definitely that I was living out of a backpack at the time. So um, you know, uh yeah. But I think there's many in-betweens. You could, right. you could, there's so many jobs and there's so much availability, especially, you know, with social media and those kinds of jobs, so many opportunities for mm-hmm. young people to get involved in that kind of stuff and get paid and get to work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but even before, like I know lots of kids that I, I worked on yachts for a little while out of, um, Europe and mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of jobs out there that you discover when you get out there and look for them, you know, skateboard instructors, they, they go up and work seasons in the snow and mm-hmm. then they go and work somewhere in the summer like Alaskan crab fishermen, and all, you know, there's <laughs> lots of jobs that are just like six month jobs and right. then you get off for the rest of the year and there's not really a lot of requirement to like come back. But if you work hard and you want it bad enough, you'll uh-huh. be good and they'll want you back.
0: Right. And you don't so, have to have the skill set yet, right? I mean, with some yeah, of those things, they can no, they like, teach you like, I guess, I guess no border people. Minimum credentials. But, yeah. Yeah. So if someone wanted to like decided I'm going to take a year and go do something like this, is there any advice that you could give them? And I'm I'm thinking of my son, so I might tell him about this. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Um I mean Mostly just like be open to everything, you Mm -hmm. know, just be open to all of the examples and, and try everything and, um, meet everyone and smile a lot. And, (laughs) you know, don't be really good at that. He's very good at that. He's pretty charming. Yeah. He's pretty, he should do well. Um, so I think a lot of this comes down to trusting in yourself. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people um, have a lot of are are scared about coming home to, you know, no money and Mm -hmm. being like, Oh, no, what am I going to do then? But if you if you're confident in what you are able to give, Mm -hmm. then I think there's not really that fear of you just think, oh, okay, well, I'll come back. And even if I have to work a job that I don't love for a little while, then I can find a better job and do mm-hmm. better. You know, mm-hmm. it's that optimism right. that really just lights up our path. Um, and I know that was kind of still in response to the last question, uh-huh. but I just thought of it when you were um, asking about the next thing. But as far as just. Um, you like safety. I Uh think it's just really just trusting your intuition and saying, uh, okay, this place doesn't look good. I mean, I was robbed in Texas, so Uh I know that, um, you know, and it was in a very, it was very gentrified area, but right on the outskirts of that, Mm -hmm. you realize that you were in a pretty bad place, Uh you know, 10 years ago. Um, so, yeah, there are those places, and those things will happen. But, um, at the end of the day, I mean, as long as your actual safety isn't in jeopardy, then you're mm-hmm. not really worried about those okay. kinds of things. Um, but I think it's just just really trusting your gut and mm-hmm. and keeping your head on straight, you know, yeah.
0: I mean, even when you're traveling like throughout the world, is there have you yourself experienced any situations where, like you had to be really cautious because you could tell people were trying to take advantage of you or, you know, not in your best interest or anything like that. Or were you just, did you just have such great intuition that you were?
1: No, I don't think any of us can win every battle, you okay. know? So, <laughs> And I was, um, I was probably, yeah, overly brave and certain. I went to Egypt by myself, um, in 2012, right after four Americans were killed by the embassy in Libya. Oh. So, um, it was a dangerous time to go. And I had Egyptian friends in Los Angeles that said, don't, don't go to Egypt right now. That's dumb. That's dumb. You know? So I went Uh anyway. And, um, yeah, there were some situations that I put myself in that were not the best situations to be in. Uh Um, there was like a a time in Cambodia when I got jumped and, um, those things happen. Uh You can't look at it like, oh, this is a terrible place to be. I, you know, I'm never coming back kind of thing. Uh It's like, um, it's more just the same way I felt when I got robbed in Texas. I came back right. to the United States and I said, man, you know, this really lets me know what condition the United States is in. You right. Know, the, these people are desperate. There's, there's people that are experiencing real trauma, like, right. you know, so, um, it can happen anywhere yeah.
0: in the world. Anyway, it,
1: it can happen anywhere. And, and there's not a lot you can do. Like I said, you're not going to win every battle. If you put yourself out there, you mm-hmm. will get hurt sometimes. That's what happens. But, right. um, I that's what my sister I says just... when
0: I, I keep having gym injuries. She's like, if you'd stop working out, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to, that's not the right <laughs> you won't way get to get the injuries.
1: Right? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't go outside your house, you're probably just going to die of boredom, boredom right. instead right. of, right. <laughs> you know. I, I call
0: it um, – Something else. Yeah, I call it uh, um, obsession with novelty. That's what I call my thing. Yeah, I have an obsession with novelty, so I like to see new things all the time.
1: Um, oh, yeah. I think we all do. I think we all thrive on new experiences as humans. I think we
0: thrive on them, but I would – Absolutely. I would argue that there are people who who don't want them because they prefer the routine. It's the safety of the routine. Creatures of
1: comfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think if you offer anyone a warm bed and, mm-hmm. and fresh food and, you know, a, a comfortable life, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to turn your back on that. I think we're kind of in the midst of that ourselves every day. And I think, <laughs> man, you know, this isn't really like <laughs> – this isn't living on the edge like I once was. It's right. – um, it's, it's a lot more comfortable life than I actually ever imagined that I would have.
0: <laughs> but you're still having a lot of novelty and new experiences because you're traveling a lot. You're meeting so many different people. You know, it's, it's yeah. not like um- – you know, all out everyday routine. And I think a lot of people would be like, uh, the routine you guys have, I'd take that any day of the week, you know? Oh yeah. So it's good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we get to, I mean, we get to work on, you know, our crafts every day. So, um, you know, that's, of course, that's, that's been my ultimate goal for as long as I can remember.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so beautiful. So if, if there were people who are interested in starting, um, to do the kind of work that you're doing, you know, where you're teaching acro yoga or mm-hmm. something like that, are there any tips you would give people who are starting out?
1: Um, so it's really hard to, um, acro yoga is a little bit more um, hard to find than regular yoga. Yoga is pretty big, pretty mainstream. You can always find studios, um, mm-hmm. online classes, that kind of thing. Acro is a little bit harder. Um, Because it's a little bit newer, Mm -hmm. and um, you have to have a partner. So either it would be whether it be a friend, your sister, your child's always good. You gotta (laughs) have another human (laughs) to play with. Um, Dogs
0: not allowed. And it can be (laughs) hard
1: starting out because there's just not as much content out there to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, Pablo and I actually filmed our first. Um, online acro class in Toronto when we were there for the festival. So we will have that available soon. Oh, I'm so excited um, about that. That's gonna be yeah. Amazing. People always say, "Oh, what can I YouTube?" And I'm like, "There's a little bit on YouTube, but it's just so hard to tell with um, you know, hand placements and bodies mm-hmm. and those things just make all the difference." So really, having someone you know, a teacher that can be present with you mm-hmm. or, um, a class, um, or yeah, a, a online content that explains everything and how mm-hmm. to do it is, I think the best way to start because it is, and it can be dangerous mm-hmm. very quickly and easily. And you think, Oh, we're only doing something simple, but right. you know, one little shift of a foot and somebody's heads on the ground. You right. Know? Right. so Have you guys, scary. have you guys had any mishaps? Um, not anything serious, uh-huh. but we've definitely had a, a few or a couple scares. Uh-huh. I'm, um, sometimes overconfident in, in my ability and uh-huh. Pablo, you know, <laughs> thinks, Oh God, here we go. She's going to do something <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so we've had a few moments where I've just gotten too excited and, uh-huh. and but no, nothing serious. And that's, and that's great. I yeah. mean, yeah. And the entire time I've practiced, I've never, Hadn't sustained any injuries, so proud of that.
0: <laughs> you were doing something right on the edge of a a wall over a cliff in Greece, right? Was that in Greece? Oh
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That most recently
0: scared me. Okay. <laughs> That's scary.
1: <laughs> um, so there was, there was a little ledge right on the other side of that, oh, okay. um,
0: but okay. <laughs> it
1: really just depends on how I feel. Okay. Um, if I wasn't feeling a hundred percent confident, 120% confident on that day, I wouldn't uh, have done it. Okay. Um, And, you know, people have mixed reviews about that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's gotta be, it's my life. I would have done that five years ago and I'll still do it now. You know, if it's something that I feel I'm comfortable doing and um, that's accurate self assessment and that's something people have to do in Acro. We have people all the time when we show stuff and they tag their partner and say, let's try this. And we kind of, you know, brace a little bit because we think, okay, you know, it might not be as easy as it looks. I hope people aren't getting hurt when we All show right. these skills and, and that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, we just hope that people are, are using accurate self-assessment and try think, okay, well, if we try this and this doesn't work, you know, it's probably not a good idea to keep trying.
0: Right. I like <laughs> you know, that term we, though, accurate self-assessment. I think that's something uh, we just, it seems so logical but we don't always do it.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think it's like a big movement with like a younger generation these days um, to kind of. It's like it's like we're like putting putting it off on someone else. Oh, this should have a disclaimer or we should, you know, everybody should be more careful because that's your fault. If you're, you know, persuading people, I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh-huh. <laughs> everybody needs to be responsible for themselves. Right. You know, right. everybody, if the parents, you know, if parents don't want people doing something that don't have them on, you know, a social media platform that shows, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff, you yeah. know, you want to find it. It's out there. Google is, everybody everybody's crazy things. People do crazy yeah. things. Yeah. There's, there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff that we can find out there. So, you know, it's about, you know, just, I think just hoping that you, you've been there enough for your, right. your kid that they can, they can trust you to come to stuff and they can also, you can trust them to make their decisions and be be smart enough. I know Mm -hmm. I made just stupid decisions as a kid, but I also lived through it. So,
0: (laughs) well, and that's the thing. I mean, yep. Some of some things we have to try on our own and, and suffer the consequences of and learn from. And that's okay, exactly. but, but I was just like, yeah, that move that you did on that wall was amazing. I was just scared because like I probably couldn't even stand on that wall and feel like I could have, – I have accurate self-assessment that I would stand up there and look down and probably fall off. So I was really impressed and with that And that's
1: one. it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We all just have to trust in our own – um, bodies and selves. And I was so excited because Amy Impaliti, who's an amazing teacher that mm-hmm. I look up to commented and just said something really nice and supportive, mm-hmm. you know, we all have to practice um, accurate self-assessment for ourselves. It's right. not up to you to look at someone else and say, you know, you need to not do this because I, I want to do it No, you oh, have yeah. to have control yeah. of yourself. Right. And I said, Oh man, how nice was that? She's a like, teacher, been teacher for 15, 20 years. It was just such a nice thing. Cause mm. definitely caught some black on that one.
0: <laughs> really? Oh, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I just meant I would never do it. I'm not even, I wasn't thinking you shouldn't do it. I'm like, I could never do that. Like I'm impressed by things like that. I I watch, I had this, is there anything that's sort of calling your attention that you're curious about right now? Like that you're going uh, like out in the future that you want to learn more about, or are you just like Um, loving this exploring that you're doing with uh, yoga, yoga and everything?
1: I mean, you know, it's just such a, um, it's just, it's just so close and near and dear to my heart. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes, uh, there's a little bit of just like, um, There's a lot of like, uh, what do I want to say? Um, There's a lot of emotion tied to uh, the word yoga and it can Mm -hmm. kind of like put us in a box. It can Mm -hmm. be, oh, you know, well, you're you're super spiritual all the time and you never Mm -hmm. react to anything because you're a yoga teacher and you always look, you know, have the malas and and you're beautiful and you're thin and you, there's a lot of these box kind Mm -hmm. of ideas that Mm -hmm. really put us in and it's like. You know, um, it chases me away because those are all the things that I've never wanted to be put in a box, (laughs) but at the end of the day, um, I I can't get away from it. At the beginning of this year, I did six weeks of hip hop and six weeks of ballet and they were really fun and they got me out of my comfort zone, um, and it also drove me harder into my practice because I said, "Man, those things are great, and I love them, but I don't love them nearly enough as my practice." And uh-huh. um, it just kind of encouraged me to um, continue delving deeper into my own practice because there's always more layers there.
0: Wow, that's amazing, Hannah. I had no, like just the fact that you did those two things just to pull yourself out of that. I love that because sometimes it's almost yeah. well because it it uses your brain differently yeah. so it, it like and your body obviously but just to yeah. like i think that's the the thing about um life is every time we do something a little different it actually, even if it brings us back to what we love the most, it's our brain is now different. Our brain is sparking. It's really differently.
1: humbling. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I talk cool. about that a lot in my Insta stories and just getting out there and trying new things. I know it takes time to find, you know, this, this magical gem that we all call our passion. It uh-huh. takes time to find that. It's not like we're just born and we say, this is what I want to do. No, it took me, it took me, you know, 10 years of Of going back and forth and saying, oh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do that to really find a daily practice Uh to really, and and say, this is something that's so important. I need to hold on to it. And even days when I don't want to get on my mat, I have to, because that's the only way I can be my best self. And and we don't always want to be our best selves. <laughs> Some days we say, you know what, I just want to do what I want to do. <laughs> right. Know? I just want to eat cookies does... and watch TV exactly, exactly, all day. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. I want to go to the bar and drink right. and hang out with my friends. I don't want to practice being my best self. So it's it's hard to get that self-discipline to say, no, I believe that there is more coming. I believe that this is this is taking me to where I want to go.
0: Do you think it's been easier to stick to that practice, having a partner who's on the same path?
1: Um, I was pretty committed, um, before Pablo, I -hmm. got pretty committed while I lived down in Colombia. I was, um, uh, teaching yoga and, um, I was pretty committed, uh, but it's taken different levels. It's definitely been different levels. Um, you know, I was working on it when I was living in Australia in 2014, but it, it's been a long time, um, of back and forth and <laughs> seeing, you know, is this for me? I don't know if this is for me, you right. know? <laughs> I mean, Cause I also so, think
0: the opposite of that, like could you continue to have this level of commitment and practice if you didn't, if your partner wasn't involved in, in it, you know, on the same path?
1: I think so. Uh I think so. Um, Yeah, I think it takes a lot more work, Uh but um, it takes a lot work to, to, as you know, to be committed to your path. So I don't think that – the the energy definitely rubs off. But if your partner is still really good to you, but Uh he's doing something else with his life, like it's not – I don't think it's necessarily – Um, necessary to have a partner that's maybe on the same goals as you or Uh working towards, I think you can completely um, be working towards your own separate goals and then, and then come and meet each other and say, Hey, you know, how Uh was, how was your, your practice today? How was your day today? Right, right. That's, I'm glad you
0: said that because I think uh, sometimes people get a little bit um, caught up in the beauty of what you two have and, Think that that's the only way it can be that beautiful, and that if you're doing the same thing, and that's really not the case. It could be that 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 beautiful.
1: Perfect, you know.
0: Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. Wait, wait. Nothing.
1: Nothing is perfect. (laughs) Nothing is perfect. (laughs) Pablo and I have our, our, you know, our issues. You know, all the time. We're just a regular couple like everybody else. Uh It's just that we, um, you know, Pablo is pretty spiritual. He has a lot of feminine energy, and I actually have a lot of like masculine energy. So we pair pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um and we were both kind of interested in these movement things. He comes from more of like a climbing, slacklining um background mm-hmm. and I came from more yoga, but we kind of realized that we both liked acro yoga and found that and kept moving forward with that. Mm-hmm. But um, that in no way means that <laughs> we're perfect and <laughs> never had an argument or any right. of that. And I try to be transparent about that on the account too. Right.
0: And I was I you know. know that I was teasing. I was teasing. Oh
1: so- yeah, no, no. no <laughs> um,
0: and I also, well, I guess in uh, to wrap it up because we're getting here near <laughs> the end, um, I wanted to First of all, or one, one more time, thank you so much for being so real out in, out in the world and on the Instagram and where, you know, the other social media and just being so real. I think that it's a great example for people to, um, aspire to and to be part of and engage in. So I hope people will follow you. So how about if you tell people where that is, where they can find you?
1: Um, It's at GypsyOn underscore underscore, and our website to see what we're teaching and when is um, GypsyOnYoga dot All
0: right, yeah, I'll, I'll put those all out in the uh, post uh, when when it goes up. But I want to thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. It's been really amazing.
1: Great, thanks so much for having me. It was a great conversation. Thanks so much, Jane. Bye. Bye bye.
0: Like most of my interviews, Hannah stayed in my head for a few days. And one of the things that I kept coming back to is how much I admire the way that she's making the choices that truly fit what she wants in her life. She also manages to create this really great balance of work and following her craft, and then enjoying where she's at and loving her life as it is. And that's something that kind of resonates with me because in a lot of aspects of my life, I hear people making these broad stroke um, judgments of what they call millennials. And in my experience, the millennials that I have encountered both in my workplace, through my podcast, and even in my personal life, are really nothing like what they say the generalization of millennials. What I find are people who have a really good grasp on work-life balance and have a really great appreciation for following what their heart tells them to follow. And I hope you found that too with Hannah, and I hope that's something you're doing. Thanks for listening, everyone. So are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining.